What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Business Breakthrough Series. I sit down with Joseph Gowden. He is a residential house painting contractor in New Zealand. That's right. So what's really important to me is first understanding Joseph's market. Okay. Obviously, um, you know, yes, he's in a different country than me. But one thing that I really was trying to hit on here is that it doesn't matter where you are, the principles of sales, the principles of marketing, the principles of production are all the same. And those principles are what's going to help him achieve success. So we spent a lot of time in this breakthrough focusing on sales because he's pretty good at marketing. He has a good idea of how to acquire um, you know, leads from Facebook. He's got, he's got good marketing, but uh, the sales is where I found that he needs the most guidance on. So if you're somebody who uh, wants to refine your scale, sales skills, I go into a lot of detail in this one. So I really think you're going to enjoy this business breakthrough session. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the uh, Business Breakthrough. I'm here with Joseph Gowden of Spray Tech in Canterbury. And he's he's from New Zealand, so quite quite a ways away from a majority of the audience that'll be listening to this. But the principles are still the same. Um, so let's kind of dive in, man. Tell me first a little bit about who your ideal customer is. What kind of jobs do you normally do? Just basically private, um, you know, private buyers. You know, live, builders. Live I try and stay away from. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what you call them. And, we, and call America, yeah. we call them residential. We call them residential repaints. Pretty much the same thing, yeah. Gotcha. Residential repaints is my gotcha. target audience. Gotcha. They they seem to be the most profitable in New Zealand. Absolutely, it's the same here. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same here. yeah. So, so let's kind of dive in, man. The question I always start off with in this is, what's what's going really well? What what are you proud of in your business? What's something that's working? Um, and what's an area of your business that you know you're looking to maybe expand in or get some insight on? So basically my marketing seems to be really good. Yeah. Good. At the moment. And how's that? Where are <laughs> you getting your where are you getting just your uh, Facebook? Face, Facebook is very yeah, good. Is where it's What's at. your strategy? Yeah. What have you been doing that's working? Just just promoted ads. Yeah. Before and promoted after. Promoted ads. Are you doing yeah. the boost? Are you just boosting ads yeah. and yeah, and 100%. the name out there? Yeah. Yeah. Great, man. That's awesome. Cool. So so people are you're getting the word out. What type of services do you do? Do you do like uh, roof painting? painting. Yeah, yeah. Full, full, full interior, exterior repaints and roof painting. Yeah, basically. Nice. Okay, so you'll even paint, paint roofs. Yeah. Okay, good. Is the market big out up there for roof paint? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Is it a lot of tiles, like, or is it more so metal? Uh it's both. It's both iron and tile roofs. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, is there pretty so. good profit margins on that? I'd assume so. Yeah, yeah, there is. You know, you're making. You can you're making a thousand bucks a day. <clears throat> wow, pretty good, yeah. pretty good. So marketing's working. Um, yeah. What's the what's the business structure look like? Are you working? Oh, it's just in- yeah, it's it's basically me and I use a couple contractors. Okay. But um, I I was doing that completely wrong. I I was taking the contractors on hourly. So now gotcha. I'm starting this year to sub it out 
and give them a cut okay. and um, look and taking on an employee as well. So I can gotcha. focus on the focus, focus on, on what it more. sounds like you enjoy yeah. marketing. Yeah, I, I enjoy the sales side of it. And um, yeah. I'm a painter by trade. I've been painting for 10 years. So okay. um, I'm a second generation painter. But um, yeah, no, I, uh, I enjoy the sales way more <laughs> yeah. than the actual I, painting side yeah. of things, actually, funnily enough. A lot yeah, of painters that's a good don't. thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. So, so um, you know, walk me through a little bit of kind of what, you know, I know that we're going to get into production. That's usually where a lot of these conversations head into. Um, so I don't yeah. really just want to jump right there right now, but take me into your sales process. How well is that going for you? Are you converting, you know, leads to clients? Do you know what your ratio is? Why don't we talk about that for a little bit? So basically before this year, when I decided, look, I've got to focus more on marketing and sales, I would just, just turn up to a quote in my paint gear, knock on yeah. the door, give them a <laughs> quote and walk away and just paint again. Gotcha. <laughs> that wasn't, you know, I'd got, I'd get jobs, but I've only just realized I got the job because I was quoting it way, like way too cheap Yeah, <laughs> and not focusing on anything so, else. So, so this you're pretty year, much I'll, saying yeah. that if you're selling too many jobs, you're like, wait a minute. My price yeah. is too low. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, why okay. am I not making any money? Well, that's just because yeah. I'm winging it and I'm not focusing on sales. I'm just trying to get paint jobs so I can paint, which yeah. is not why you're in business. No. <laughs> you're, in, you're in business to make money. So yeah. That's right. No, that's, that's something I've got to work on this year. Okay. So um, what's the new strategy? So I've gone and got polo shirts and a uniform and I'm trying okay. to look more presentable and be more of a businessman rather than a tradesman because that's where I'm going wrong. Yeah. 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 So, so right my sales now process isn't the greatest at the moment. So yeah. Like, yeah, I'm trying to work on how I approach my clients and what's the standard like in New that. Zealand. I mean, you know, here in America, people if people deal with salespeople in every trade. I mean, you know, the the mm. consensus here is majority of the people are scared to walk into car dealerships. We don't go into furniture stores. We know that we're going to be sold. What's the consensus mm. like in New Zealand? Is the approach different? Yeah, it's way more um, relaxed. So in New Zealand, it's really disrespectful to barter. So like, yeah, salespeople were just frowned upon in New Zealand majorly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, someone I, comes I to your door, that. you just slam the door in your face. Yeah. Yeah. And, so and let my, me ask you something. Cases. How do my question is, how do we work around that? Because if somebody picked me up and put me in New Zealand, would I get banished from the colony? No, not at all. No. Right. I, I, I assume yeah. that. So, my, <laughs> yeah. so my question is, how do we create some sort of sales experience without being salesy and getting people to say yeah. yes, but not making them feel like we are bartering? Isn't that an interesting yeah. topic? I mean, do you yeah, think that, that, that that's really good? Yeah, really good question, actually. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I think that because here's the reality of the situation. I knew that you were going to say that because I've worked with people in Australia, New Zealand. I've yeah. worked, I, know, I know the answer to that. Um, but I, I, knew, I know I really want to talk about this because the reality of the situation is if I had to flee the country and move to New Zealand and I had to sell paint jobs, I'm going to do what I've always done. I, I don't really know your culture enough to stop. But I do know yeah. human nature and psychology to the to the sense that if I boil sales down to its core, it's all about building a relationship. And I'll break it down like this. I think if you went up to somebody's house and you they came to the house and they had a big old smile and they greeted you, 
and you kind of scoffed them. You know, you didn't really look at them in the eye. You're like, hey, how you doing? I'm here to look at the job. And then you, you kind of walk in, you don't wipe your feet on the carpet and you just keep going. And, uh, and they're probably like, well, this is different. And you're like, yeah, you know, it'll be uh, three grand. All right. Do you want to do it or no? Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Everyone yeah. is going to be really offended with that as well as if somebody came in and tried to barter. Would you agree? Yeah, 100%. So, so in other words, in other words, there's a there's a balance that we have to find when it comes to sales. And I think that balance is first finding out what's most important to the customer, right? So, I'll put it I'll put it in, I'll put it into a different perspective. When you're selling something to somebody, really what you're trying to do is you're trying to get them to act on what's in their best interest. Would you agree? Yeah. Now, if you're selling something with the wrong intentions, that is when we get to the place of bartering for your own self gain, right? Because you're trying to make money and you're trying to sell a job and get somebody to do something. There's a word for that. It's called coercing. And that would be you coercing somebody to do something that they don't want to do. Now, from my understanding in sales, that's the type of person that would be kind of looked down upon yeah. in your country. Would you agree? Yeah, 100%. Okay. So what I really want to help you do, and if you don't mind, we could go in this direction or I'll ask you, do you want to go into this direction or do you want to talk yeah. more about production? <clears throat> no, yeah, well, that's something we can talk, touch on later, but yeah, we'll go in this direction. Yeah, let's, let's start here because I feel like if you narrow this down to a science, production is, you know, something you can spend more of your time focusing on. So yeah. when it comes to that sales experience, and I'm just being very delicate here, because I know that the country is different, the way that people buy are different. So you're actually going to have to do more of what I do in your area than, you know, anyone else. Because again, this is something that is, is quote unquote frowned upon. You don't want somebody coming yeah. in there and being aggressive, right? So we have to just change our approach altogether. My thing is this, okay, if you knew the person well enough to know what their needs, wants, and desires were, okay, in terms of why they wanted the work done, and you happen to be a relative, would it be acceptable for that relative to sit at the table with them and say, come on now, we have to do business today, just give me a deposit and we'll get started? Is that acceptable nah. in New Zealand? Nah. <laughs> Not even? No. Nah. Okay. So how do we get to that point? Because my question is this, the reality of the situation is the, 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 your business is dependent on whether or not you sell jobs. Okay. Yeah. And the more people that you bring on to your business, the more responsibility that comes with that in order to keep them busy and the, keep the promises that you're making. Okay. Is that true? Yeah. So my thing is this, okay. You're going to have to either cater to being delicate with your market in terms of not wanting to be forward or you risk not keeping your team busy. Cause right now you live in a different world than I do in terms of you only need to keep yourself busy right now. You said you just have a couple touch-ups today. You did a probably a big job earlier this week. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have any pressure <clears throat> to really sell, but if you're yeah. thinking about getting a team, that's where the pressure comes from. So you need a strategy to get into this house and to get people to say yes to you. So can I ask you what, tell me what a sales experience looks like right now 
So maybe I can understand a little bit more about the dynamic. So take me into a house that you're doing a quote for. What does that look like for you? So I just um, walk in and I'll just explain what we're doing. And um, that's that's pretty much <laughs> as simple as it gets. I'll tell them our process and, and what product we use and how much it's going to cost and then leave. <laughs> Basically, okay. it's as simple so, as that. So, yeah. so how often do people call you back and say, yeah, I want to do this after they see your, see your quote? Um, we'd probably get probably 50% of our quotes usually, but yeah, as I said, most of them were referrals. Yeah. (laughs) Referrals. And and these are people that have a little bit more confidence in you. So where I'm trying to go with this is this, you know, I, I know people, man, and I don't care if you're in Africa, New Zealand, you're in Egypt. Okay. It doesn't matter to me. I know that if I build a good enough relationship with somebody that I have every right to ask for their business. I'm not saying bartering in terms of haggling them to the point where, you know, they want to kick me out of their house, but I do have the ability to strategically create a little urgency in getting us on the schedule. I mean, that to me is something that I feel like if framed properly with respect could be done. Is that possible? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if somebody came to your house, and was there to give you a quote for, you know, painting the walls. And I'll take you, let's use that example. Cause I think the best thing you could do is put yourself, put yourself in the shoe of a person that's going to buy from you. Um, and, and they came to you. And the first thing they did when they knock on the door was, you know, Hey, Joseph, uh, Hey, thanks so much for reaching out to us. Can I just ask you why, why do you want to get your house painted? You know, and you'd be thinking, well, that's an interesting question. No one, none of the other contractors asked me that, but well, really, uh, my wife, she's been asking me to do this for years. And, you know, we finally thought it's time, right? So just follow me here. Just, I'm going to try to be as hypothetical and general as possible, but let's say that was your response. And he said, oh, wow. Did you choose colors yet? And you would say, no, I, I really haven't. Has your wife asked you about colors? Yeah. She's stressing out about it. I mean, we have been through color samples and, and she just doesn't know. And what if he says, Joseph, I'll come by and I will actually do a color consultation with you guys. Don't worry about that because I've been doing this long enough. No one's ever not had a color chosen and you make a little joke about it, right? And that kind of takes off the pressure and immediately you're different than the other guys so far. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, 100%. Can you see yourself doing this with a customer or am I, am I haggling too much, approaching too much? No, no, no. That's, that's fully respectful, yeah. Yeah, totally respect. If, I, if I'm crossing the line, let me know. But I'm going to try to walk through this. If, if I'm living in your country, I'm doing it the way you would do it, okay? And I'm going to try to just be as careful as possible with the things that I say and how I approach this sales environment, okay? So let's go back to our example here. He's, he's, he's helping you with color at this point. So he's making sure that you know that something that's a major concern to you, which is your wife choosing a color, which obviously is very important to her if she's the reason why you're doing this, and you come in as the person that say, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. Okay. Right then and there, you separated yourself. He likes you a lot more rather than the other contractors that come in and start talking about the job. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They might've just yeah. skipped over that. And that was a really important thing that you just experienced with one question. Why am I here? A lot of people miss that. So I think that you should work that into your sales process. And I think the next thing that you should do from there is understand what's most important to them about the project. So I like to always ask, 
Hey, real quick before we get started, have you ever hired a professional painting company before? And it's really important for you to do that because you get an idea to understand who you're being compared to. Now, I know it just as much as you do. And I'll ask you this question. Are there some contractors in New Zealand with low standards? No, plenty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you think a yeah. majority of the homeowners in New Zealand are apprehensive to hire contractors yeah. because of this? Yeah, my, uh, painting industry in New Zealand, well, particularly in Christchurch, because of the earthquakes, has a really bad reputation. So it's bad really reputation. hard to there, okay. Yeah. So you, so you off the bat are coming into my house with a polo on. You probably sprayed a little cologne. Okay, you got yeah. a nice jean on, some 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 nice shoes, and you already solved my biggest problem, which is making sure my wife is happy. I like you. Okay, because you're going to take this headache of going back and forth with colors that I'd rather not have to deal with. Okay, and now you're coming to me asking me questions about a previous experience I had with the intention of finding out what I either really liked about that experience or I didn't like. So you can tailor your experience to me. So let me give you an example of what this customer would say. Well, actually, yes, we did. And you would say, well, what was that experience like? horrible. They didn't show up on time, right? <laughs> they did a horrible job. I had to call them and chase them down to come do touch-ups and they didn't communicate well. So you know that this person off the bat has, has a little bit of a, has a little bit of a, a wound when it comes mm -hmm. to contractors, right? So this is where you step in and you patch up that wound real quick. Okay. Yeah. Cause what we, what we don't want is we don't want any barriers for when we ask for the business. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if subconsciously he's thinking, I can't trust this guy because he's a contractor. What you need to do is you need to first see why he doesn't trust contractors. And my thing is, if you know that he doesn't like that the contractors were late, doesn't like that he had to come back and do, uh, call them to come back and do touch-ups and he couldn't get a hold of them, he wasn't happy with their workmanship, now you know what to talk about, right? So you could say, yeah. I can completely understand that the standard is really low with contractors. And I just want you to know real quick why I'm a little bit different or why we are a little bit different. So the first thing you would say is we always show up at the job 15 minutes earlier than you would expect us to start working just so we can get you know, our equipment out, we can be ready. And the one thing that you probably know now is we communicate very well. So those are yes. two things that you won't have to worry about. And I just want you to know that last Friday, I actually spent half of my day doing touch-ups, not because I have poor quality workmanship, but I'm the type of supervisor that really just likes perfection. And there were some things that I just wanted to make sure were buttoned up to the customer satisfaction. I actually set aside a day that I go out and do touch-ups if needed. You understand? Yeah. So what yeah. do we do there? I mean, we really are, now we are setting ourselves up. Have I crossed any boundaries? Have I made you feel uncomfortable? Nah, not at all. Not at all. Do you see how this is structured? Yeah. And we haven't even talked about the house yet. I don't even know what needs to be painted yet. I don't care. I'm going to paint it unless it's something crazy. Yeah. Do you have any questions so far? I'm almost done. I want to yeah. finish up my little, my little uh, estimate here. No, not really. I think you've covered on, on, touched everything yeah. on everything, really. You're just breaking down barriers and earning trust first, really. And, That's um, right. Trust boost. So we yeah. let's just assume that after that, we've, we've hit a level of trust that would give us permission to 
ask for the business. Okay. Cause in between that time and this time, that's where you're going to start educating about the job, showcasing that you do know what you're doing and you will be that yeah. professional in their house. And if you notice there's nice furniture hitting on the fact that you're going to protect it. There was a lady I spoke to yesterday. She had these beautiful flowers. I don't know flowers, but I know that that flower has been taken care of because it was just beautiful. And I said, I just want you to know something. If we come and do this job, we're going to put plastic over all your plants. This lady looked at me like I just told her that she won the lottery. I mean, she was so happy because she realized that I recognized what was important to her. So when you identify with somebody's needs, and really it's not so much the job-based needs, it's the individual's needs about the experience. Because you work with homeowners. That's why my first question to you was, who do you service? I wouldn't be talking yeah. to you about all this if you work for a general contractor. He doesn't care. But I'm talking about how we can win over homeowners and get them to trust us. And when people trust you inside their home, you have every right to ask for the business. So let's fast forward there, okay? Let's just assume that we're in that environment. Now, let me ask you, do you give the pricing on the on the spot or do you email it the next day? Uh, no, I email it usually in you the email afternoon it? when I get home. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. So are you open to doing it on the spot or are you comfortable? Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, no, I, I can... Um, I could probably learn to do it on the spot. Learn to do it on the spot. Your yeah. closing ratio is going to go up because really okay. you have to understand that we are working with emotion. Buying a paint job, buying any job really is an emotional experience, right? A lot of people operate off of emotion and that's just not saying that they're not logical. What you're doing is you're building the logic essentially through all those questions you asked and you're building that trust. So logic is at a point where now if this person presents me something reasonable in their mind, whatever they consider reasonable, okay? Because they have, everyone has their own idea of how much the job's going to cost, okay? Once we get to that point, we have every right to ask for the sale. And if everything lines up, you have the ability to capitalize on the high emotion of, I like this guy, I want him to do it. But if you wait too long, you risk them forgetting you know, yeah. the kid, dinner, maybe you, you take two days, they forget how you smelled and, yeah. now, and now you don't have a shot as, as best as you did if you were on the spot. When I first started my business, I did my quotes on the spot for almost two years and I preached it for a while until I got to a point where I had to change some things up. So I would say this, at the very least, you should try it and you should implement a system in your company that gives you the ability to quote things quickly. So easiest way to quote interiors, square footage. Easiest way to quote exteriors, square footage, right? Same thing with the roof. Everything that you told me you do, you can do it based off of square footage, which can be found online, yes? Yeah. Okay. So with that being said, your pricing has to be based off of what your costs are, right? So the first thing that you need to know based off of your experience is how much paint am I going to need? right? Or how much materials. And you would come up with a figure there. And then in terms of what your cost is for you, if you're doing it, obviously you want your subcontractor to do it. You would identify what that cost is. Then to come up with the price, you just identify how much money you want to make. And then you look at what that margin is. Very simple. So when you have that, let's just assume you've worked that out and you do it. That's when you ask for the business. And I think that the, the most respectable approach is this. 
reiterate everything that you're going to do. Sit down at a table, sit down somewhere if you can, or, or be face to face at the very least. Go through this proposal and explain everything again, because they just want to see the price. So you have to slow yeah. them down. You know, everyone wants to just see what it's going to cost. You slow them down and say, look, remember, I told you we're going to do this. I told you we're going to do this. I told you we're going to do this. You just go super slow. Okay. And then at that point, you present the proposal and you don't say a word. You don't talk because sometimes you start thinking, maybe they think it's too high or, you know, they're not going to hire me, you know, and again, <laughs> very respectful because in America, you know, we would go five or six different times, you know, yeah. so that's just how it is. But again, I want to try to tailor this to your market. So when you get their initial response, okay, I'm going to assume that it's no, because, you know, we probably wouldn't be, you know, here if it was always a yes. So let's just talk about if it were a no. So you know how to, how to pivot from there. Now, sorry, Joseph, this is a little too expensive for me. At that point, how do you react? Do you say, oh, okay, well, thank you. Or what, what would be your next move? <clears throat> if I told I you this. Just, yeah, basically say, all right, no. Thanks for having us over for you okay. quite basically. It'll be out. Yeah. So let me ask you, let me ask you, because again, trying to be respectful here. Would it be disrespectful to say, may I ask you, sir, just curious before I leave, did you have an expectation of what you thought that this project would cost? Is that disrespectful? Yeah. No, not at all. Okay. So that's a great question, right? So if I yeah. came in for the job at five grand, and then you came back at me and asked and asked me, or you came in at the job at five grand and you asked the customer after he told you it was too expensive, what his expectation was. And he said, Joseph, I honestly thought this was going to be $4,000. Okay. Now what's the, what's the, what's your currency over there? Um, so I think with painters in America, they're about, what are they worth an hour? About? No, is it dollar? I forget what your currency is. Oh, dollar. No, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys do the dollar over there? Yeah. Oh, okay, great. So I just want to make sure these are, um, these are good. So, so, um, now let's talk real quick about, you know, what, what, what would happen after that response? Right. So, yeah. so he says, you know what, Joseph, I wanted to be at $4,000. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. Now you say, can I ask where, where you, where did you come up with that figure? You know, I mean, is that disrespectful to ask where they thought that the price nah, would be? Not at all. No. Yeah. Right? So, and he would say, well, actually, remember I had a house painted in the past by this other company. Right. And then you would say, but didn't you tell me that you weren't happy with that company and, and they didn't treat you well and, and they didn't answer? Oh, well, yeah. Well, I'll be honest, you know, in order to keep really good guys, we have to pay for those guys and you'll be happy to know that we have all the insurance that we need, you know, we, we paid the taxes that we're supposed to pay. And we do all this to ensure that you're getting a quality result from a quality company. Wouldn't you agree that that's worth paying a little more? And then they would say, well, yeah, I, I do agree with that. So now we have to close that gap, right? So we have the 5,000 and we have the 4,000 and our job is to close that gap. That's called the expectation gap. They expect it to be something you want to sell it for something else. So we build value in the middle, okay? Now, if you knew your numbers, you would know that at the price that you quoted it, okay, you were at a 50% profit margin. Let's just say that. And you also know that if you sell the job for 4,700, 
let's just say for the example of this, you know, for this example, you'd be at a 45% profit margin. Still good, right? So let me ask you this. After they tell you that, say, listen, I can understand you wanting to, you know, you wanting to kind of get closer to your budget. I really want to do this job for you. I'd love to get started on the color consultation. And to be honest, we could really use the work for next week. Can I just ask you a question, sir? And they'd say, yeah. And tell me if I'm being disrespectful here, because I, I just want to know if, if this crosses the boundary, because then I can't definitely work in New Zealand. I'm just... <laughs> then I'm nah, out. Nah, not disrespectful. Not so far, right? So this glass yeah. is this is the last question because again, I don't want to get to that haggling thing, but we're going to do this. And if you do this often, you will get better results. It might not happen for everybody, but you get better at it and get better at it and get better at it. So you would say, if I do the job for forty seven hundred, you know, get a little bit closer to what you thought it would be. Would you allow me to earn your business today, just like that? And then. At the very least, you'll get a no or you'll get a yes. It's hard for people to say no twice. Now, here in America, I'll go, I'll do that four more times. Try to get, to, if I need to sell the keep job, going. I'll keep <laughs> going. But I don't want to be disrespectful yeah. and I want to really actually give you something that you could potentially use. So I went through a lot there. I hope you got something. Do you have any questions on that or would you like to kind of dive into production? What, do you, what are your thoughts yeah, on no. that? <clears throat> no, look, I'm very green when it comes to sales so anything you tell me i'm just soaking basically i mean did that help can you see yourself yeah no 100 yeah no i have watched a few of your videos you know and yeah. i have heard a lot of this but i'm um, just reaffirming it to myself it's good yeah. you know it's good it's good and it's just questions it's just questions boil it down to questions we're asking questions and we're giving quality answers i'm not coming in there haggling somebody i'm i'm earning the right to be able to ask for the business. I earned it. Somebody yeah. who comes into my house, looks around, does some measurements, really doesn't acknowledge me or acknowledge anything that's important to me. They didn't earn the right to ask me for money. I don't know you or trust you. You yeah. just smell weird and I'm not getting a good vibe, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I remember Joseph and, and Joseph made us feel like he actually cares about our house that's the difference my friend yeah cool so i know that you wanted to talk briefly about subcontractors hiring is there anything outstanding that you wanted to discuss in that in that area uh just basically yeah everything everything um my production was obviously just me and it wasn't cutting right. the mustard basically yeah <laughs> trying to make money by yourself is really hard in business it yeah. is it is. Well, yeah. <laughs> you're just pulled in a lot of directions, you know, and yeah. I like that you, I like that you have a job. marketing mind. I like that you like marketing yeah. and, and, you know, um, I think that you have that down pat. If you've been able to figure out how to, how to generate your own lead on Facebook, meet up with that lead, right. Yeah. And, you know, convert that lead to business. All you have to do is spend more money and do it again and again and again and again and again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Automated. Right. So let's just count that as automated. Now, that's why I spent so much time with you on sales because the value of your marketing is only as good as your closing ratio. Do you understand? So yeah. if you absolutely blow at selling jobs, okay, you're just going to keep spending money on marketing and not getting a good enough return to justify that marketing. But so that's why you have got to get better at sales. So that lowers the marketing cost over time. 
because you're, yeah. you're going to sell more jobs more frequently. So you don't need to spend that much money unless you want to grow your business. And then that's when you would get more opportunities. So the sales process can be practiced. So that's why we went over that. Now, production, you have two ways to do it. Employees or subcontractors. You sound to me like you have some good subcontractors you trust. Yeah, I've got a couple that I trust. A couple? Do they work alone or are they a team? Uh, they, they work alone. One of them works alone and one's a team, yeah. Okay. Have <clears> you worked <throat> out payment structure with them? Do you have an idea of what their costs are or what they're trying to hit in terms of margins? How do you guys figure out who's getting paid what? Oh, we just basically, yeah, I just make sure that they make two, five a week and I take a cut off that. So I'd probably be taking a thousand bucks per job for profit for myself. And you said two, five as in 2,500? Yeah. Okay. $2,500 so $2, in a week. And yeah. are they supposed to pay for materials? Yeah. I just supply paint. You supply the paint and these guys, are, yeah. and this one guy's making $2,500 a week. Yeah. Holy smokes. Is he that good? Yeah. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> 2500 yeah. a week. That's you know how much that is per month? Yeah, a lot of money. $1,000. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you can have a Calvary team of four and yeah. be right yeah, around there that represent Spray Tech. Mm. I mean. For that. Well, for less than that, Yeah. <laughs> For less than that. Absolutely. That's yeah. way too much. And, and unless he's shining your shoes and selling the jobs for you, I think you should restructure that agreement. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have been giving most of my profit to the subbies. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. The, and you're providing the paint. Yeah. That's a dream come true. I'm going to come work. Yeah. For well, you. as, yeah, as, as I said, the good tradesmen, it's super hard to come by here. That's why really you hard, are yeah. the best tradesman in your, in your business right now. You were a painter by trade. You have a skill that yeah. I don't possess. And that's the ability to train in a way that mm. you can nurture people into your company. I tell people this all the time, ditch the subs. It's not a sustainable business model. It's okay. not. If, yeah. you start, if, you, if you grow your business, think of me for a second. I have nine employees. If I want to find the crew of subcontractors, I'm in a way better position than you are because ultimately I already have my foundation. I could keep these nine employees and just subcontract for the rest of my life, anything outside of that. But I have a manager that's an employee that can go oversee that. I have, you know, painters that I can deploy on my time, my schedule that we're my brand. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So the reality of the situation is, is you have the unique ability and you don't take many difficult jobs. You're taking interior painting and exterior painting. If you told me you were doing concrete stamping or I know you're doing roof jobs, maybe hold off on those for a little bit until you train your team to do it. Um, yeah. But I think if you find somebody, pay them way more in terms of an hourly wage. Let me tell you, what's the going rate for a good painter up there per hour? $30, $30 an hour. $30 an hour. Okay. So Yeah, yeah for a really, really good painter. He's yeah. got to be, a, he's got to be a beast, right? Top notch. Yeah. Top notch, like ace, right? You know yeah. how much that is per week? How much did you? $1,200 a week. Yeah. So you yeah. could get two rock stars at $30 an hour and still be paying less than what you're paying this guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I would, and, and I know you're not going to do two thirty dollars an hour. I assume that you're going to find a rock star painter at 30. You'll probably find somebody that can supplement him at 20. Now you're at $50 yeah. an hour. I'm going to assume there's maybe 10% costs on that. So let's just say you're at $55 an hour with these guys. Multiply that by eight. That's 440 a day times it by five. That's $2,200 a week for two solid employees that you can deploy at any time. Yeah. As opposed to asking old friend, hey, what's your schedule like? And then not being able to tell your customers when you can get this job started. Yeah. You know? So I would, I would suggest that. I would really suggest that. And then if you get lucky enough to find somebody that has the skill, you don't have to train them. You know, and if you're paying $30 an hour, that's probably more than what anyone else is paying. Guess what? Guess who's going to be the most motivated house painting contractor salesman in New Zealand? You, because you have yeah. people that only work for you. And they're like, uh, Joe, I need work every week, 40 hours. And you have to find it. Yeah, go on a hunt. <laughs> but you know how to market. I love that. I mean, normally, I'll yeah. be honest, normally the conversation, you know, we'll talk about production because you know, we don't know how to market yet. And if we don't know how to market, we don't know how to get sales. So you've already figured out one of the hardest pieces of the, of the big three um, in generating interest. Now capitalize yep. on that interest. That's your sales. And then fulfill the need to fill the promises with production. And you continue that cycle over and over. All right. Yeah. Awesome, no, I appreciate that. I think cool. that's our time, man. Did, did, was this helpful? Yeah, absolutely. It was just a, um, as I said to you, I interviewed someone yesterday and he ticked all the boxes, 15 years experience and great attitude, presentable. Um, yeah, no, good with clients. Nice. Painter, so you have so. somebody that you interviewed. Oh, I have him lined up. He, he, he starts on the 2nd of February. So yeah. Great. On the 2nd That'll of February. So yeah. we're already in line for this to be. Yeah. yeah. So I'm happy. starting to make sales now. Trying Beautiful. to, to get now, ready so, for him, yeah, get the job in. And then I'm just so, going to take the punt because it's just fear that's holding me back from employing people, to be honest. It is. Yeah. It is. <clears throat> but guess what? There's not many other contractors like you, Joseph. There's not. I mean, so you yeah. have to understand that the game that you're playing is different than everyone else. You have sales yeah. and marketing in you. And many other contractors are like your subcontractor. They rely on other people to do sales and marketing for them. Um, yeah. My suggestion to you I think that you should find that second guy right now. I think that you shouldn't yeah, wait. Yeah, okay. You know, I actually I have someone lined. I have another guy lined up who I said can start in June, and he's a qualified painter. In uh, June? 10 years experience. Yeah. All right, so he'll be our number three. I'm talking about somebody to start February 2nd. I mean, you got 10 days. Oh, another think, guy. Yeah. Absolutely. So when June <laughs> yeah, comes okay. around, I know you're going to grow from now to June. If you don't grow from now to June, yeah. then we got to get back on here and go back to the basics. Yeah. So you got to okay. get ready. I think that the best scenario would be you get somebody in here to work alongside Buddy, the new guy. And then when, when June rolls around and you're ready to have three guys as a crew, now you already got your three. Yeah, cool. I, that's ex that is cool. the exact plan that I would do. I would find a supplement for this guy, whether it's a new person that is a good person that you want them to learn the trade or it's somebody yeah. with medium level experience. If this guy is as good as you say he is, where he has all the skill that you're saying that he has, no need to find somebody with the same level of skill. You want somebody that can be more of an apprentice or somebody that can, uh, yeah. you know, that, that. I did know, think about an apprentice because we're, really, apprentice. we're really lucky. In, yeah, we're really lucky in New Zealand um, at the moment the government will pay for half of their apprenticeship, their wage. So I'll serious? cover it. 
yeah, and and the guy I'm getting, the government's paying half his wage too to me, just because he's been out of work for a year or so. Are you serious? <clears throat> yeah, so I get two people. I get like seven hundred dollars a week for free off the government <clears throat> for the training these people and get them back on the tour. That's we're, we're lucky. Yeah, I mean that's really yeah. cool. I really love that, dude. Yeah. That's so cool. So, so with that being said, you know, jump on that apprentice. You're also helping yeah. people. You're going to give someone an opportunity. Yeah. You seem like a good yeah, business like owner, it. and I think that that holds a lot of weight. Um, I know that you want to succeed, and I think that they're better off with you than somebody else. So I would put out ads yeah. as if you had two months worth of work, and you need two guys to help you do it, and you'll find it with that mentality. Yeah. And then my challenge to you after this is to start selling your jobs on the spot and do not oh, okay. leave. Do not leave until you hear the, the word. No one time. Okay. And, and yeah. then your job is to ask one more question on top of that. No, like we discussed, that'll increase your chances by 25% at the minimum of getting the deal. Okay. So maybe listen to this again, go through the word tracks that I said, it'll be on the podcast. And then I guarantee you that you'll start seeing more sales quicker. Not saying that if you send someone an email and they wait three weeks, great. Urgency is a good thing. It gets people to act on things that they want. That was one of my points early on is that they get people yeah. to act on things that they want. We're not coercing people to do things that they don't want to do. We're just getting them to move forward on something that we know is in their best interest. And my last point is this, when you know in your heart that you're a good contractor, and you told me that in New Zealand, it sounds like it's filled with people who are poor contractors, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're saving somebody from getting screwed over. Go into the house with that mentality. Yeah. You know? Cool. So that's my, that's what I got for you, man. Thanks for no, your time. I appreciate it. it thank nice you. No, thank you very much. Appreciate All it. All right. See ya. And I, I think. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at Contractor Coach, and I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email. Find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business to help you get to that next level. And, and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.